episode podcast where two complete nincompoops sit down and talk about all things pop culture. This nincompoop is Joanna. This arguably larger nincompoop is JJ. Um, not arguably. Facts are facts, America. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, Teehee. Um, I done fucked up, y'all. <laughs> so if you notice, there wasn't a Joanna and JJ episode last week. You want to know why? Tell them why, JJ. Oh, I don't know. I, for- I forgot to press the button. <laughs> it was super late. And I was sitting here on the couch, as I am now, next to Mr. JJ. There was an Amico next to us last time, but there's the puppy next to us this time. There's a Baxter next to us last time. And we're sitting there, and me, I go, hey, before we start, I say, JJ, did you hit the record button? And I said, uh-huh. And me, being trying to be a person who is growing and being a better human in life, goes, I'm not going to say, check it. Because I'm going to believe in my partner, my friend, my love, the darling angel human that I know that I can rely on when things get rough. And we get about halfway through the podcast. And I will say, in my defense, it wasn't that late. We had barely just started our Drag Race 20, which is no, we a were little almost, less. No, we were at the end of the Drag Race 20. We no, had like we seven had, more minutes. We had 17 more minutes. I feel like we had a lot more than that. It was a lot more than that. It was way more because I remember checking near the beginning of our conversation. I was like, I'm just going to double check with things real quick. And guess what? Uh, ain't, none, ain't none of that wasn't recorded. And so we went through a lot of news. We went through some drag. And I will say, on a normal day, I would have just been like, all right, let's just fucking do it again. But it was late enough. It was after 11. Which is normally not nothing for us. But I had also just gotten an Amazon Fresh delivery that had been sitting outside my house. And if we had sat down and re-recorded all of that time plus the remainder of our time, I would have, like, the things in there that would could have spoiled yeah. would have definitely things, spoiled. Things, spoil, things would have been spoiled. My hummus would have been bad. Yeah. And my mochi ice cream. I got cute little mochi ice cream balls. No, they're not—they're not, not cute little balls anymore. <laughs> the, the, that shit done, gone done melted. <laughs> they're amorphous blob. There's no blobby mochi. Um, but we're gonna get into um, this news gig because um, boy howdy, do we have news for you? This, this looks weird, y'all. Uh, we have some delightful things. We have some, huh? Okay, thanks. And we have some, what the goddamn fuck? What in the homosexual, heterosexual, non-binary hell is this? <laughs> I went, arrrr. Because oh. um, this last news I have for you. Boy, I found that today on Twitter. And I went, we're talking about it. Good Lord. Okay, but let's start with some, uh, let's start with some happier things. Um, let's talk about Victoria's Secret. Yeah, and I mean, I know Victoria's Secret exists. I know it's huge fashion. Uh, Their runways, fashion. runways are important. There and like models have made careers off of being a Victoria's Secret, being associated with the you know the the angel wings and everything. Like Tyra Banks. Like Tyra Banks and other females. <laughs> <laughs> and, and other ladies. And other ladies. Giselle. I was going to say Giselle Bunchen. Uh, um, who else is the famous? Naomi one? Campbell. 
Wasn't she a Victoria's Secret model? I think model? she was a Victoria's Secret model, too. A lot of them started out as Victoria's Secret models. Yeah. And have gone to have enormous, glorious enormous, careers. Enormous careers. And guess what? We get to add one more name to the list of Victoria's Secret girls. That we'll forget tomorrow. <laughs> we will. I mean, or uh, her career may take off, but her name is Sophia Jurao, and she is Victoria's Secret's first POC model with Down syndrome. I think she's the first model at all with Down syndrome. Well, it's still, it still begs, it's still like rep representation matters and yeah. Uh, yeah. the fact that she's of Latina descent and with Down syndrome is a huge, 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 uh, you know, uh, gives a, a huge, uh, what's words, what am I trying to say? Just, you know, representation it, matters. It's, it's good. Good for snaps. them. No, um, I, I, I just clarified because I will say that one of the things is that the one thing that you can say about Victoria's Secret is that they've, they've never shied away from using models that are uh, of color. Oh, no, for sure. Because, again, some of the most famous supermodels of the world. Which we've just mentioned. Which we just mentioned. Uh, like, at two least, black women. At least two of them were black. One's a German woman. Uh, I think Heidi Klum was a Victoria's Secret model at um, one point. Yeah. Also, it's also very German. Very, very German. Um, so no, they they've never shied away from it. They've also used plus size models before yeah. for their runways, and that was like revolutionary at the time. So I think it's just great to take that next step towards inclusion and been like, hey, you know what? Women with Down syndrome also wear underwear. <laughs> yeah, also and deserve to be represented on a fashion runway, and with a and here's your. Here's a model that can usher that uh, that period of time into existence because we're we don't shy away from representation here in all shapes and forms, and so having a Down syndrome model run the Victoria's Secret runway with the fancy wings is fucking work. I say that we'll forget our name tomorrow because she may become one of the most famous models in the world, but we had to work really hard to remember like the name of four or five Victoria's Secret runway models and none of them have walked the runway since like the early That's 2000s. That's the problem, yeah. I, don't, could, I, I, could, I, I, I couldn't name a single model right now like, so, a current, uh, currently on the roster. Um, I mean, I, I can name current famous models. I don't, I don't think like, like Coco Rocha, but I don't think she's a Victoria's Secret model. No. She's just fierce. Yeah. Um, but regardless, um, snaps for you, Sophia. I hope that you do well and succeed and, you know, let your wings shine brightly. And now let us talk about, we're going to take a minute to talk about our Lord and Savior, Kelly Clarkson. Who, we might not be even be able to say that name any longer oh no we still can because trust me i would have known if it was an official change yet it hasn't hasn't happened yet she just at this point has filed for an uh, official name change in the midst of her uh seemingly this seems to be a more messier divorce than i remember it feeling like no i think i've always realized it was kind of a messy divorce Lord. because um she had to work real hard to make sure she could have like more custody of her children 
and uh, like primary care, and it's been uh, yeah no it hasn't been easy times for Miss for for Miss Kelly our Lord and Savior, but she has decided that you know amidst all of the messiness and the craziness that she's legally filing to change her name to Kelly Brianne because Brianne is her middle name, and she feels like it would just be a lovely fresh start. Um, we don't know necessarily if she gets that change, what that'll mean for her career as an entertainer. Yeah, I don't know if they're going to change the name of her show, if that's going to be the name that, she, I don't know what legally, if she can, I don't know if Kelly Clarkson has been legally, uh, written, like for record contracts and things like that. Um, who knows if she'd be able to even just like bust out Hi, dog. I know. Oh, Baxter has very important things to say. He heard us talk about our Lord and Savior, Kelly and Clarkson. Like, Kelly Clarkson changing her name? Oh, what? But um, we'll find all that when we get there. But you know what? Whether her name is Kelly Brienne or Kelly Clarkson, she is still the Lord and Savior of this podcast. And um, homegirl, whatever your name is, we still want to be your friend. We're still here for support to support you, and um, let's go get drinks. Let's go get day drunk. Oh, woo! Because that's where we're at. Um, so, so in the name of uh, Kelly Clarkson, Amen. In the name of Kelly Clarkson, the Spirit of Santos, Amen. <laughs> Um, so now let's talk about our childhood because also I feel god awful old right now. Yeah. Um, first of all, who the fuck knew that the Arthur TV show that has been playing on PBS for the past 25 years, when did that happen? Yeah, no, 20, uh, yeah, no, I feel ancient. I remember when Arthur like dropped for yeah. the first time. I remember first watching Arch Arthur. Because that freaking Calypso Jamaican like theme song, like made it's no sense. Bop. Made no sense for what the show is about. It was no. about a bunch of animals. The lead character is an aardvark. Who doesn't look like an aardvark? That Who does is a, not look that like is a teddy bear. <laughs> yeah, but um, that song slaps. Yeah, it is. It is unfair how much of a bop the Arthur song is. Um, he's also become one of the best memes in late lately. Oh yeah, the he, the Arthur hand fist, the hand fist thing. Um, I think there was DW has been uh, memed a bunch. Oh yeah, no, it's 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 the thing. But um, Arthur is entering its final season. Yeah, PBS announced that Arthur will begin airing its twenty fifth and final season this week. Um, goodbye, childhood. Yeah, childhood is officially uh, dead now. <laughs> <laughs> but you know what? We say, hey, what a wonderful kind of day to get good. along with each other. Yeah. Um, Listen to your heart. <laughs> <laughs> Listen to the beat. Listen, Listen to, to the, the rhythm. rhythm. The rhythm, rhythm in, in the, the streets. Street. It's so good. It's so good. It's, it's gonna so be stuck good. in my head for the next week and a oh, half. Yeah. Just and mentioning I'm not it. even mad at it. Just mentioning it just sets off oh all the God. endorphins. I'm going to do a, a childhood test on my teenagers at school tomorrow. I'm just gonna walk in and go, hey, "Hey, what a wonderful kind of day!" 
and we'll see how many students like get it. Oh my god. Okay, so I finally decided to start actually looking at TikToks. Um, this is a tangent that totally is not related to this only slightly, <laughs> but so I finally decided to start looking at TikToks because it's on my phone and I have to open it every time there's alerts on it because if I don't open it when there's alerts on it, it drives me crazy because I'm OCD slightly. Thank you, Virgo. <laughs> but um, there is uh, a teacher on TikTok and he will test like random who, like songs. I know exactly what you're talking about. He he'll tests, play like, like millennial tunes and he'll and stop see, in the middle of the track to see if the class can finish the lyric. And it's brilliant. It's amazing. And I also so feel good. like some days I'm like, yeah, kids, you know that song. And other times I'm like, I am 87 years old. <laughs> that song is not that old. Like, when they couldn't finish the Vanessa Carlton song. Oh, The Thousand Miles. Yeah. I, like, at one point they even, like, clowned back. They're like, what even is this? And he's like, I'm so disappointed in all of you. Shame. And that's going to be me. Shame. All right. I may or may not try to make this a TikTok. <laughs> may not being I don't really know how to use TikTok because I'm 95 years old. As you can tell, we are... <laughs> We're not with it, with the, with these crazy apps, with you children. You children. Okay. So, this next, next thing. Remember, friends, when I had to sit down and talk to you about Rocco? This is even more absurd. I, today, was on Twitter. And, boy, howdy. All right. Picture it. Sicily, 1923. No, just kidding. Picture it. <laughs> right now. On Twitter, Kanye West puts out a tweet, and it is a list of a massive amount of people that he has had beef with in recent, like recently. Like I want to say it was even just within the last year. And on that list, he's just you're just strolling down, but like person, 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 celebrity, celebrity. You're like, yep, nope, tracks, tracks, tracks. Taylor Swift, yep, uh huh. And then right between Billie Eilish and Pete Davidson. Is Peppa Pig. <laughs> That's right, friends. Peppa Pig. And boy, let me tell you, I went through about six articles before I found the one that actually told me what the fuck the beef was. Because everybody else was like, Kanye West has beef with Peppa Pig? <laughs> Face crack. And I was like, but why? And I looked and all the other articles were like, but why? And then I found it. I found it on The Sun. I believe that's what the article was. It was The Sun article. Let's see. I want to get this right. Yeah. Yeah, The Sun. TheSun.com. Thanks, The Sun. The U.S. Sun. You're great. So, Kanye West. Um, his album, Donda, right, um, was rated at a 6.0 on a, by a magazine. Which one was it? Pitchfork. On Pitchfork. Yeah, Pitchfork. Rated a 6.0. Peppa Pig got a 6.5. Literally, that's the beef. Well, it goes slightly more. So, we're sitting here. And the official Peppa Pig Twitter account, the official one, the one with the check mark, 
found out about this and then in a tweet says Peppa didn't need to host listening parties in Mercedes-Benz Stadium to get that point five. And then it was quickly deleted. Because Peppa Pig realized that maybe it is not smart to be that shady. You are a pig for children. And because of that, <laughs> it's been screenshotted and shared when it happened. And it was a big thing. But because of that, Kanye West decided that that was beef enough to include on his long ass list of people he's mad at. Fuck that pig. Because Fuck Peppa. On August or August 29th, 2001, he was shaded by a pig. Okay, the list of names in full. So just to give you an idea of how this happened. Um, Taylor Swift, Nike, Kim Kardashian, Wiz Khalifa, Jay-Z, Kid Cudi, Billie Eilish, Peppa Pig, Pete Davidson, Drake, Ray J, Justin Timberlake, Jimmy Kimmel, South Park, uh, Deadmau5, Beyonce, Bruno Mars, J. Cole, Travis Scott, Harriet Tubman. <laughs> okay. Louis Vuitton, Tony Hesch. Uh, Dennis Haysbert, Amber Rose, MTV, Beck, George Bush Jr., ADL, TMZ, American Music Awards, 50 Cent, Chris Jenner. <laughs> this man. This man. Um, what the fuck did Harriet Tubman do to you? And I also love that Peppa Pig rates higher than both Chris Jenner and Harriet Tubman and all of MTV. All of MTV, all of TMZ. All of South Park. All of South Park. Higher than Beyonce. Higher than Beyonce, but not higher, higher than Taylor Swift because apparently that cut is still the deepest. Mm -hmm. The first cut is the deepest. The, not another white girl guitar player. <laughs> Baby, I know. I was going to say, technically, that from that song was first played by a white man with a guitar. No. That was a cover. It was a cover, for sure. But, yeah, another white, another white bitch with a guitar. But, um, man... Man, oh man. Kanye's bizarre. This, can we, can he like, have we, are we enough, uh, have we had enough of Kanye? Are we, uh, as like a society of like human peoples, are, are we good with like having him just fade into obscurity? Can that just happen? I feel like Justin Bieber was kind of on par with being this kind of crazy. And then he sort of kind of like mellowed out. Because he grew up because he wasn't, like, 14 anymore. He got famous when he was, like, 12. And then went nutso, like all the Disney star kids do. And then they're like, oh, I finally figured out how functioning adults go. Can Kanye also figure that out? Apparently not. Clearly he's having difficulties doing so. Um, my favorite thing in the world right now is uh, the thing going around on the internet of uh, Pete Davidson saying make Kanye 2006 again. Oh my god. Oh no. Um, it was joyful. It brings me joy. The sad part is like 
there were, there were like a couple like albums that I actually really respected him as an artist. But now I'm struggling. It's really hard <laughs> it's to keep really the human hard. separated from the it's art. It's really hard to be like, but that graduation album, no, was really good. <laughs> that one really long time ago when he was actually kind of a dope rapper. Now he's just kind of a caricature of his own caricature. Yeah. Yeah. And I don't remember the last, I think he just put out a gospel album from the last time I remember it. Like his, well, most recently he put out Donda. Yeah, it was released in 2021 in August. Yeah, I mean, and I think right before that him. he put out a gospel. Album yeah, that's the last thing I remember. Was, so because he was in touch with his religious side. Yeah, because didn't he try to do like a full ass sermon at like Coachella? Probably he also Some other like music festival. He also like rented a plane for his carpool karaoke with James Corden. What the actual fuck? And and a choir. He had a choir for his carpool karaoke and then like preached to James Corden for a while. And James Corden was like, okay. Okay, thank you, bye. <laughs> like he sat there. It was actually, it was really respectful. It was just really funny because James Corden was like, I don't know what the fuck just happened. And, but okay. And America shits on James Corden but is okay with Kanye existing? <laughs> Because Kanye is America's problem. <laughs> James Corden is England's problem. I'm pretty sure he lives here. He does live here, but yeah. he's, he's, he's from the UK. <laughs> um, it's, it's, oh, I can't, I can't, I can't, I can't. Nope, 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 nope. All right, well, you know what? Kanye West, we no longer have time for you. No. I've given you all of the energy I'm willing to give you. So, um, let's talk about drag. Let's talk about drag. Let's talk about drag race. Um, so we're going to do our Drag Race 20, where we talk for 20 minutes and 20 minutes only about all things drag culture. We're going to uh, set the timer when the timer goes ding. Even if we are mid-sentence, mid-word, mid-syllable, we will stop talking and that thought will be lost forever. This is for your benefit, not ours, because we could talk about drag all day long. Truly, it is for your benefit. <laughs> We're not mincing words or trying to sugarcoat things. This not is even exaggerating. Not, this is not an exaggeration. Okay. So, when we are ready, Miss Monsieur Jaja... The time I lost, that's nar. Okay, I have um, breaking news dun, 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 that JJ's not even aware of. What's that now? Um, remember how before I did something foolish and I bought us tickets for uh, Bianca Del Rio? Oh, I'm aware. I, I was more foolish. Oh, no, I'm aware. You're aware? Uh -huh. Oh, <laughs> he stole my thunder. How dare he? I mean, what, what, what did you do? So, um, you're not allowed to have plans on September 7th because we're going to go see Work the World. Work the World. Um, and so, to be fair, JJ's boyfriend paid for JJ's ticket, but not all of it. I, pay, I bought more expensive tickets, and I told Shane he only had to pay me the $50 that he was originally going to spend for it. But I bought more expensive tickets by like $20. Um, <laughs> and we are sitting in the front row of the lower section. Okay. 
So we have better seats. We got nice little cornery, like, whoosh seats, and we are going to see some drag. Some drag, man. Who's the lineup? Uh, I didn't look that far. I didn't look up that Shane either. literally sat down and goes, do you want to see that? And I said, yes. And he goes, cool, because I can't buy both of your tickets, but I could buy one of them. And I said, that's <laughs> fair. And I said, when is it? He goes, I don't know, look it up. And then I kept looking it up, and I was like, I just keep getting Vegas. Are you trying to send us to Vegas? And he goes, no, it's going to be here. I want to send you to the here one. <laughs> to the here one. And then I was like, oh, work the world. Found it. Okay, I'm buying. And then I, I bought tickets today. So who's on the work the world? I'm assuming you're already there. Um, or close to it. Um, I thought I saw a Eureka O'Hara on the picture, but I could be wrong. I could fall. It just, it just, okay. I see in the picture one Violet Chachki. Is that uh Here. Join Asia O'Hara, Got Mick, Jada Essence Hall, Plastique TR, Rose, Vanessa Vangie, and Evie Oddly as they journey through iconic periods of time in the hopes that they will find their way back to 2022. Because oh. I typed exciting. in Work the World 2022 cast. <laughs> and the Google told me. Um, I'm really excited because uh, I love. That's a fun cast. I love Asia O'Hara. I'm gonna lie, the, I'm like not gonna lie. The only one who I'm like not like over the moon excited about would be like Plastic Tiara, but I hear she's gotten more fierce now that she's a little bit older and kind of like settled into her drag a little bit more. And then also like Got Mick because I think she's fierce and I love her, but she's also like more of a look queen as opposed to like a pouch cow, cock gay yo yo's queen. Right, yeah. She's but, not necessarily the performer's performer. But I am willing to bet she's going to do something for us. Um, and Asia O'Hara, I love. Jada Essence Hall, I live. Rose, <gasps> she's going to sing. She's going to sing something. Oh, I'm so excited. And Miss Vanjie. Miss I'm trying to think who, uh, it, these are all the girls who are on. Who were on. The Las Vegas revival. Uh... Yeah, the Las Vegas one. I think the only one who. I think Asia jumps in and out a lot still, and Vanjie jumps in and out. I think Evie has... I could have swear I heard that Evie has left. Um, yeah, it's in September, so we still have plenty of time for girls to be, like, bounced. <laughs> yeah, well, because I heard that Coco Montrese is the one who fills in as host for Asia when she's not when there, she's and she's been there, doing yeah. it a lot lately. Yeah. Um, and Kahana, her daughter has been filling in a bunch also like they're like okay. the two like standard like fill in fill in queens because they're la girls now or not la girls vegas girls now mm-hmm. although what would be fierce i say with the finger wag fierce is if they can get a alexis mateo in there she's in a she's a vegas girl now too she's a vegas girl now too she'd be living her best vegas life and she'd be yeah. cool she'd be great in that Mm, I love yeah, I assume that she hasn't got any other like gigs going around. I think she's, she's I think she's a regular in one of the uh, hotels, the Vegas hotels. Oh, okay, but because I think she was on tour for something. Oh, she was. She was on tour with. Uh... Was it a show? It was. A, I think it was a traveling show, and Tamisha Mon was in it. 
and a few other girls. I don't remember yeah, who. Yeah, I forget. But that was a while back. That was like... Was that a while back? Yeah, it was a few months okay. ago. Um, okay, let's talk about some drag race. Um, because we're going to talk about the fact that um, on UK versus the world... Okay, we're going to talk about this now. We're, we're going, going to talk, talk about, about this, this now. on this day right now. On this day right now. On this oh. homosexual day. On this homosexual day right here. The fact that Jimbo just got manila Yeah. She got manila by Pangina Heels, who, like, I'm just, like, waiting for life's not fair. <laughs> I could, I could... Oh my god. Yeah, I was convinced that Juju B was like, oh god. Juju well, B's I was gone. like, oh, well, fuck. I mean, Juju did a lot of drag within the last few years. Maybe she just didn't have, like, with this last year alone. Like, she. And they recorded this, like, months ago. So I would guess that they recorded this right after she did All Stars 5. I wouldn't count. I wouldn't doubt that it was even around the same time as the filming of Queens of the Universe, because wouldn't it have been in that same. She would have been in the area, right? Uh, yeah, it probably was, it was around the same thing, and that was all filmed, like, last summer. Yeah. And so it's one of those things, like, she went boom, 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 and I think that she just didn't have the money. And then I read somewhere that someone was like, Juju feels like one of, like she was the queen who got the phone call a week before because they asked somebody else and they dropped out. Or they, like, tested positive. Yeah, I've heard that. I've heard people say that, like, well, I mean, the the queens don't even technically win money. They get a chance to, yeah. like, sing on a track with RuPaul. Yeah, they get to do that with RuPaul. Um, so it's like, well, if you're on a competition, you're not even competing for $100,000. Are you really, really going to put that much effort into it in this? And especially I feel, you, your fourth fourth time around I feel like Juju what I honestly think it was that she just spent all of that money because she looked good in All Stars 5 like good and I think right after that she had looks for Queens Queens of the Universe and then had to do this and I think that it was just I don't have the I don't have the money I don't have the time I don't have the resources because of the pianchetta like we're we are not doing it but i thought juju was gone like i was oh, like yeah, I was there's no way that they kick off jimbo jimbo was in the top for two challenges and would have had two wins if that bitch could sing a lip sync better yeah that poor girl cannot <laughs> she, <laughs> she's not a lip sync queen and that's fine but like i was sitting there and this was like okay so week one they kicked off uh who at home lemon and yeah, rue's yeah. like oh like but that was a fake <gasps> like gasp like lemon really and it was like yeah okay whatever it was either lemon or Janie and you would have done the same thing it was Janie Jacquet it was fine and then the next week it was uh, who they kick off blue not blue uh, Cheryl Cheryl Hole Cheryl Hole and it was oh Cheryl I think it was slightly gaggy because they're like oh I can see nobody wanting to kick off GGB being the one to kick off Juju. So it was like, it was fine. This one, when they, when Pangina pulled out Jimbo's lipstick, it cut to Rue going, oh. it cut to Michelle going, oh. yeah. it was face crack. All of them. Everybody on the judges panel was like, what the fuck just happened? I mean, did Jimbo deserve to be in the problem bottom? Yeah, probably. <laughs> what she did was not the cutest. Um, but like in 
like Juju didn't do great. Like that whole lip sync, like that whole musical thing was, it was a choice. Yeah, I don't know. I feel like yeah, I get. I would argue that Baga should have been in there just for the fact that her wig line was down to her eyebrows. I would even argue even a, even a Monique Hart like that her that cartwheel was crunch munch. It was crunch munch, but I feel like she kind of saved it by being able to flop it back into that split. And I don't like split ish. I mean, what she did to rehearsal was much better. Um, but I will say is that Monique's runway saved was beautiful. her. Was beautiful. I think that saved her. Like Juju. I think could have almost gotten a pass for what she did in the musical because she was fine, but her runway was garbage. Yeah. And I thought Jimbo's runway should have saved her or could have potentially kept her out of elimination because she looked gorgeous. And also on Toot and Boot with Shea Coulee and Miss Raja O'Hara, those bitches have given Jimbo the top two of the week all three weeks. Yeah. All three weeks. Well, and it's funny because they're like... Oh, I remember, what was it, the week before, like, last week, they're like, this looks all right. Like, I just kind of wish it was something more than everybody else. They're like, oh, I mean, oh. And they're like, top two of the week, Jimbo, Jimbo. who we said was okay. (laughs) Right. (laughs) And this week they're like, nah, Miss Jimbo coming for it again. They're going to be sad that they don't got no more Jimbo looks to look at. Right. But I was gooped. I was gagged. I was... I could not believe my mind. It'll be one of those things that we're going to be like, this is the new Manila moment. <laughs> this is the new Shangela didn't make it to the finale. <laughs> right. This is... Mwah. Mwah. And it was one of those things that Jimbo knows how to make television. Jimbo is... I'm like, I'm so they were really. It was really looking like, a Jim, like Jimbo was going to be going to the final. They were really pushing... Which, Jimbo to be oh, in yeah. the finale for sure. It's because those producers are fucking shady. And they're, so like, they're like, <laughs> they're like, we're going to show you every angle of Jimbo being amazing and funny and stupid and great. And suddenly, and, <laughs> and suddenly that bitch is gone. Gone. Oh, okay. And then on regular Drag Race, this was the. There's so much Drag Race already going on in my brain. Oh, is this the like, Daytona wins? Oh God. The the r- most ridiculous, stupid, but at the same time low key like, hysterical, also low key iconic uh, acting challenge that Drag Race has ever had. This is it's so dumb. That is kind of perfect. That it's kind of absolutely amazing. Okay, so the fact that I will say I kind of wish that they had front loaded a bunch of the farts and then like timed them a little better but then like i rewatch the episode again or at least like the the back end of it and i'm like he he back end um and so then watching rue's direction and then watching what they did i was like that sneaky shady hell because she goes i you know take your time with it and like somebody was delivering the line, I think it was like Angeria or something. Was like, do do do, stop, do 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 do, 
Yes, ladies, take note. Those pauses are everything. And I'm yeah, like, that so is bad acting. all those <laughs> farts post-production. Yeah. Well, and it was one of those things. So I'm sitting there looking at it. At first, I was like, when she was first giving it, I was like, oh, okay. She's like have, like pointing out like this over-redundant way of doing it. And I was like, no, she's really having those bitches do that. Like, is she just directing bad acting now? Um, but no, but yeah, no, she was directing bad acting for stupid fart jokes. Because they, in post-production, they put down... Every time there was a pause, there was a fart. Except for Lady Camden, who was like, mm, I'm not going to do what you're doing because I'm going to be an actual actor. Like an actual actor and like oh my actually God, she slay was the so game. so good, though. She was so good. I will say that like as much talk as Diabetti was giving herself about, like, I'm sick of being safe. I want to be recognized for being at the top. You can say the same for Lady Camden. And I think it's bullshit that they... they they couldn't just give it to Lady Camden. They had to make her fight for it even more with a lip sync of the top two. I was like, just clearly this is her goddamn win. Let her fucking have it. I But I do agree with the fact that they didn't, they did not put anybody in the bottom. I'm not going to say because I thought everybody slayed it, but because Rue had a very specific way of them doing it that not all of them could do and them not knowing what the joke was. I appreciate them not having a bottoms because uh, I would still argue that even with the parts that were that weren't laden with farts Deja Sky was just given absolute nooch well yeah because Deja's bad at accents clearly um uh, Jasmine Kennedy is bad at accents oh yeah how the, how the fuck was Jasmine what was that how in the gay hell was Jasmine Kennedy in the top I guess it was reading enough like Alyssa Edwards that they were just like, we actually live for how bad this was. I'm like, but it was actually bad. <laughs> but but it wasn't even like, and then, but we're like, we're living because you're giving us Alyssa Edwards, who in her acting challenge was at the bottom. Yeah, like, uh, don't get, that bitch don't went home on an acting challenge. I think they were praising for them not giving Alyssa, Alyssa Edwards acting energy, but just Alyssa Edwards energy, not necessarily her acting abilities necessarily, but... But she gave her acting abilities. Bad. That's, that's why it was bad. <laughs> but, like, they were praising it as if she was just like, oh, you're channeling, you're clearly challenging, channeling Alyssa Edwards. I'm like, I don't think that was necessarily what she was going for. I could have, I would easily have put two queens in the bottom. This could have easily gone like a normal, normal... Yeah. No, episode. and I also think that if they're keeping somebody in because uh, Cornbread went home, so they got to keep sure, they got to keep I those guess. episodes even. And but they Bruce... did. I mean, they spent the first two episodes not. Yeah, but that was already Queen. planned, though. That was already the plan. That was already part of their pre pre bought episodes. Like how much was in their ordered season. Well, maybe something else happens in another episode. This episode did. I think that they could have. They could easily have, put, but... put put two queens in the bottom. Given Lady Camden the 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 win because it was fucking deserved. Her runway presentation, iconic, uh, iconic. Oh yeah, no, no, it was it was amazing. It was wonderful, and I agree that Lady Camden just should have gotten the win. I'm just saying that I understand why they didn't have a bottom, and I'm okay with that. And I'm not saying, like I said, I'm not saying that none of those bitches were deserving of like there there are people who could have been at a bottom and it would have been fine. But I understand why they didn't, and I'm okay with that. And I think that Lady Camden is representing Sacramento and San Francisco drag immersion on earth. Um, and can we talk about Untucked for a moment? Did you watch Untucked? I did watch Untucked. 
Can we talk about uh, Jasmine coming out as trans and this hugely emotional, like, conversation that was heart-wrenching and beautiful and just, like, just affirming the, you know, just the importance of having queer spaces like, like a drag race or, you know, local bars and things like that for... And also having the representation of other trans women because they, uh, uh, Jasmine specifically said that Carrie Colby gave her the strength to be able to come out of Carrie Colby being there. Yeah, and even Cornbread had said, like, oh, seeing Carrie there, like, really made me... Because she came out afterwards also. I think she came out after the show. After the show. And then I think even just uh, recently Bosco... Bosco did. Bosco just came out as trans also. And so, so like is, that's four four girls on the same same season. season. I think that's the most the most to Absolutely come out the most. in one season. Absolutely the most. So it was uh, I, it was I I think I remember reading an article saying this was also the highest rated uh, untucked episode. Yeah. If not episode of Drag Race and it, it, yeah. Drag Race uh, you know adjacent um, property you know, property. The, in the in the, you know, it, in its entirety. So like, it was a it was a great, a really really powerful untucked moment. And I think it's f- interesting. I don't know if it's necessarily wiggetry, but I just think it's interesting that like it's we get this really super LGBTQ affirming episode the same the episode right after we got our first straight queen eliminated <laughs> to be like. Now we got the straight people gone. Let's gay it up in here and let's really focus and oh yes, get it to our I'm, community. I, I am so sure that they had Jasmine Kennedy hold uh-huh. on to her transness for one more week. I'm sh- I, I don't doubt it. No, I think I it, don't doubt it. I know I I would bet for something like that 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 if that bitch started crying in the middle of Untucked last week, they would have been like, oh shit. But it wasn't like it would have been a little weird because she was sitting there having her fight with Maddie. Yeah, she was a heavy. There were other things happening. There, there, there were other things happening. But I, I have no doubt that if, if she start was like, I need to tell you something. I'm a trans. I identify as a trans. Like I'm a woman. I'm a trans woman. Like Untucked would have been like, fuck yeah. Say it loud. Do it again. Say Give me more tears. Now we're gonna make sure you win your lip sync. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Even though she didn't need that help. Um, but, uh, I also think it's, uh, fitting and wonderful and gorgeous that that was, this week was also the week that T.S. Madison was there. Mm-hmm. Another prominent queer, uh, trans woman. Mm-hmm. So, um, <laughs> it was a very trans episode of Drag Race and I love it. I love it. And you haven't seen the most recent episode of, uh, UK versus the World, right? The one that dropped today? The one that dropped today. No, I'm going to go home and probably watch it, even though I should go to bed, but I'm not going to. I'm not going to. I'm going to watch uh, it. All I will say is that the bigotry continues. <gasps> Gasp. Mm-hmm. Gasp. Three gasp. Uh... And it's the Snatch Game. <gasps> you bitch. You waited until you saw that timer go down. <laughs> <laughs> you shady bitch. The bigotry. Um, and on that note, we're going to take a wiggatry break. And we're back, 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 back again. We're back. 
Hello. Hello. After um, getting my wig snatched at <laughs> the end of that. <laughs> right off. Um, let's do a recap that we were going to do last week, but we didn't do it. So we're going to do it this week because... Because we can. Because we can. Um, let's talk about the end of Boba Fett. Let's talk about Boba Fett. Um, this was an amazing... A finale. Finale. This was such a good finale. That it uh, kind of makes up for the fact that the rest of the season was like... It was, it was, was alright. It, it rode the struggle bus for a couple episodes and started to pick up a little bit, and then it became Mandalorian 3.0, and it sort of continued the, Mandalor- the Mandalorian because he was heavily featured in this episode. He as was, well. but and I will say though that I did have a nice point out, and I don't remember what what channel I was watching. I was watching some recap channel on YouTube. I watch a lot of them, but um, it was pointed out that. Mando season two featured a lot of Boba Fett. Like there was a lot of Boba in in those episodes, some of those remember, episodes. Yeah. And so it's kind of fitting that Mando had come and been like, mm, "It's my show now because you fucking stole stole my show last season." So like I'm not that mad. That's and if, true. You also, if you think about it, Mando is in like three episodes. Yeah, it's, it's only been three, but it just seems more significant because it's been, that's literally half the season. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, legit. And also, they were very big moments. Yeah, very imp- very impactful, very significant to even the series arc. So it was, like, it, there were very, it was a very significant uh, inclusion of uh, having Mando come in and... Yeah. In, during this series but it was a great it was a great episode I lots of fun pew pew moments a lot of moments where you're like oh shit how are they gonna get out of this and then dun 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 the cavalry comes in and here comes the power rangers <laughs> no it was all like I really appreciated the like culmination of everybody coming together um I love that Amy Sedaris is, was like oh hey look your pal your pal your baby pal's here who she's also who's like his name's Grogu well that's a fucking stupid name <laughs> dumb <laughs> yeah how weird <laughs> <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not calling you that I'm not calling him that <laughs> um, hysterical, but also, um, one, I cried everything, but I, I didn't cry, but I was like, got, got into my feels when Grogu like jumps up into his arms when they're like, it's like, oh, That's it's you. And he goes, yeah. And then, but if you listen to it carefully, he says, Dada. Oh, of course. Dada. And then he goes, what? And then he jumps into his arms and you're like, so fucking cute. It's adorable. It's so cute. It's so adorable. Um, and also, I didn't realize exactly how much I needed to see Boba Fett riding a Rancor until he fucking comes up over like the, like he like King Kong, and he's just like on that Rancor, and I was like, oh yeah. I was wondering when because they they did spend a little bit of time on him getting that Rancor, and he's like, can I ride it? <laughs> You're like maybe that'll come to play, and then you completely forget about it, and then he shows up. And then you're he like, shows up, and you're like, "That's right, he wanted to ride that man Rancor." That's right, Danny Trejo told him <laughs> he can ride a Rancor, and he fucking did it. Oh yeah, oh yeah. He fucking popped in like the, the Kool Aid Man. He really did. Oh god, that was so good. I didn't know I needed that. Also, um, I I went from being really excited to kind of like, oh no, when they killed Cad Bane. <laughs> Oh, right. <laughs> because, like, the part of me that was like, fuck yeah, Boba, and he's using his uh, his little his, like, sand spear, people's 
thing, thing from the yeah Whatever and you're like called. yeah hark you know use that knowledge that you gained from those the sand people that you really actually cared about well, especially because he was like taunting him and he was like you know what the only person you can rely on is you and you can't your attachments to other people is what makes you weak and he's like I'm gonna beat you with the thing I learned from my, my Tuscan Raider family mm-hmm and he kicks ass, and you're like, hell yeah. And then he goes, I always knew you were just a cold-blooded murderer. And then he goes, fuck yeah, I am, and stabs Stabby him. stab. Stabby stab, and I went, gasp. And I was like, at first I was like, oh yeah. And then I was like, oh no, that means he's dead. <laughs> he did dead. Yeah, so I guess we're not going to see him much in um, Star Wars lore. Um, I think we'll maybe? see him. We may see him. I think in the Obi Wan show because it takes place before, before this, this show. Okay. Yeah, but Obi Wan's super dead in the show. <laughs> super dead. He's super dead. <laughs> Do whatever you want. I'm super dead. <laughs> um, but I. But I also went. Oh no. But did you see your your sweet baby Timothy o- Timothy Oliphant, your daddy? He's still alive, baby. But he's going to get some mechanical parts, which is okay. Because that's going to be hot as fuck. It's going to be fine. It's going to be fine. He's going to be super hot. And he's uh, laying there in the back to tank. Mm-hmm. Because um, that's a great post One thing. of the moments I really enjoyed, and it's because goddamn Ming-Nas Fennec. Sh- Badass. Strand? Strand, right? Shand? Shand. Shand. He's a fucking badass because she marks the... She, like... Ninjas her way into like the Pike Syndicate headquarters and shoot up murders everybody, and it's just like, and I'm done here and pieces the fuck out. I'm like, oh, oh. Okay, so when you start oh seeing when you start seeing them all get picked off, how long did it take you to realize it was Fennec? Oh, I, I knew immediately. I was like, oh, this bitch. Oh yes, this bitch. Because he sent her away. He's like, you go find them, and she's like, I got you, boo. Yeah. Well, so as I was watching it, because I'm also dumb. <laughs> At first, I was like, oh, shit. And I was like, oh, damn, Bubba. And I was like, wait. And then by the time the third one died, and I was like, and they like, and I was also super graphic without being graphic when they hung the mayor. Yeah, they hung the mayor. And I was and... like, I was like, oh, oh, that's like, like that shot from uh, Falcon Winter Soldier when. Uh, he like beats when, the guy with the shield. Yeah, when Discount Cap stands up with the blood on the shield, and you're like, that is so graphic without actually showing me any violence. Oh, that was that moment. I was like, oh, because you hear it go crack. And you're like, ooh. That was, that was what did it. Because seeing him go up, you're like, oh my. It's when you hear the crack of the neck, you're just like, oh, oh, they, they done did that. They done killed that guy. They done did that. And then, but at that by that point, I was like, "Oh no, it was Fennec!" And I, I'm so happy. I'm so happy with this right now. It yeah, was so good. That was so good. Um, I do wish that the Power Rangers looked less like Power Rangers, and mm. I wish that the girl Power Ranger could act better. Uh, yeah, I guess so. Because <laughs> I don't mind the boy Power Ranger who did like the spinny spin and then shot. <laughs> I laughed when he did that. I'm like, okay. <laughs> I don't mind him. I wish he made a better choice in that moment. <laughs> I don't mind him. But the girl I like it because it's stupid, campy bullshit that's like, you kind of see it in all of Star Wars things. Oh, yeah. Well, again, and I love yeah. it. I just Good wish, for him. Yeah. I just wish Girl Power Ranger could act a little bit better because she's like, some of, she had a lot more to do in this episode. I'm like, oh, you're only an okay actor. Yeah. Yeah, okay. Maybe you'll get better. Yeah. 
but not in this episode. But maybe you'll get better. <laughs> I mean, okay. they don't really use it's. It's good thing that they didn't really use the um, the Power Rangers all that much anyhow, because yeah. I don't know. I don't know the acting chops of the other of the other boys either. Yeah. But, um, but they were there. They were definitely there, and they. I mean, Homegirl did like manage to do something. The boys were pretty pretty useless. I mean, she accomplished things. And then, um, oh my god, I was, <laughs> tell me why I got legit sad when they killed off Porkchop and Hamhawk. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, uh, I mean, uh, I, sure. I, yeah. I love that, the hot second it took you to understand what I was talking about. I mean, it was just one of those moments, and I think it's because, so I watch on YouTube, I watch the channel Previewed, and one of the guys on Previewed decided to name them Pork Chop and Ham Honk, and so every time they come on, they go, oh, look, and so once you give them a name, you start getting attached, so I started to get attached to Pork Chop and Ham Honk, and then they got backed up, and I was like, no, no, not yeah. Pork Chop and Ham Honk, and they squealed all the way down, and I was like, they oh, really they did. dead, they, they done now, they're, they're no more. And then after, but, and I, but I mean, I appreciate why they did it. Cause it does add like some like, oh, we could kill you. And then they had like, you see them all get attacked, uh, attacking black chrysanthemum. And I was like, don't, don't kill him. He's my new best friend. He was killed my other friends. Don't kill my new best friend. Don't kill him. No. And, and then, then they like, they legit made it look good. And then he comes back though. And he's just like, he's limping, but he's still he's like, badass. turning around and shooting shit. Shooting I was like, shit up. fuck yeah. Fuck yeah. You know what he was giving me? He gave me a lot of Michael Clark Duncan in the really bad Planet of the Apes remake. Ah, uh, yeah. I can see that. I can see giving that. Giving me Michael Clark, big Michael Clark Duncan. Yeah. Uh, like... Planet of the Apes energy. I feel that. I feel that. I see that. And I appreciate that. But, yeah, no, overall, it was a good good show. And um, we're now waiting until fucking May for Obi-Wan. Yeah, for May, May for Obi-Wan. Uh, and it's, I think, coming out on the anniversary of New Hope. Because everybody is like, release it on May the 4th. And they're like, no, we're going to release it on May 24th. Because May 24th was when... A New Hope came out. Mm-hmm. So, um, that's exciting. Um, what will we watch next? I don't know. We'll find something. I have a few things that are on my list of things that I want to start watching that I haven't watched yet. Um, and I think I ran them both by Jonathan, and he was like, you would enjoy, you guys would enjoy these shows. One of them was Vox Machina. Not gonna lie. For some god awful fucking reason, TikTok really likes to show me D and D things. Yeah. And Vox Machina is based off of, um, what are they called? I there is a wildly part Critical Role. It's a D and D channel on YouTube. Yeah. That they uh, they managed to get I guess a animated film, uh, or animated like series. series um, Built, uh, centered around one of their like campaigns. Okay, so yeah, so I was like, I like this is on my feed of like things that would probably interest me, and so I asked Jonathan because I was like, you'd know, you probably already watched this. It's based off of an IP I'm less familiar with. Is that important? He goes, no, you'll be fine. Mm-hmm. So that could be something we watch. The other that could thing, be fun, yeah. the other thing uh, that. Um, 
I've been getting yelled at by teenagers because I haven't started watching yet. Um, so I was going to run by was Arcane. Oh, that's that's a, a video game based like yeah. show, right? Yes, and that was the other thing. I was like, I know that's also. Based I hear off really shit. good things about yeah. it. Though. I go, that's also based off shit that I don't know about. And Jonathan goes, "You'll be fine." And yeah. so I've been told that both series are both very good. Arcane's supposed to be gorgeous and like, like gorgeous. very pretty. Yeah. To look at. And very well done. So um, I don't know. We'll we'll discuss. We'll see how many episodes. We'll flip a coin. Um, we'll see if uh, Disney uh, decides to drop us any new nuggets before then. But it looks like we're gonna have to keep ourselves occupied until May. Yeah. Um, no, end of March. Jonathan's birthday. Daddy Feige's giving him Moon Knight. Oh, okay. So we really just have to keep ourselves occupied for a month. So we'll we'll plot things out. And we'll watch one of them, and you'll find out next week. We'll make decisions. Or behind the scenes. Or. We'll put out some social media thing because our social media manager lives lives here now. Oh my God, you're right. We can do shit. Yeah, Natalia's here, y'all. Yeah. Welcome her back to the to the West Coast. So you almost said the U.S. I almost said to the to the pod, but I'm like, that's. Well, she also has been. not been on the pod yet. But I mean, we've always shouted her out. We always shout her out because she does amazing things, and we love her. We love her. Well, right right now. We're going to throw it to our new segment. Uh, we're going to throw it to Jonathan, producer Jonathan, who's going to give you some straight talk because we queer as fuck. <laughs> Guilty. Guilty as charged. Um, so Jonathan's going to give you what this pod absolutely needs is the opinions of a straight white man. I guess, yeah. So, uh, <laughs> hey, we're equal, you, we're, <laughs> we're equal opportunists here, and we believe that everyone should have a voice, even that of the enemy. Even <laughs> that of the, the enemy. enemy. Um, so, take it away, producer Jonathan. Straight talk. Straight talk. Straight talk. Straight talk. It's mostly politics. Producer Jonathan here. As a straight white man, there are certain topics that I'm able to parse that our hosts won't touch, and the team still feels that they're worth the airtime. So go ahead and put your sandals over your socks, and let's get into it. This week, unfortunately, the most heterosexual topic is also one that's a bit sensitive, and I am not read enough or qualified enough to really speak on. And that is obviously what's going on in Ukraine. All I can say is that war is bad. We we should not support it in any way. Uh, and if you know anyone in Ukraine or protesting in Russia, do what you can to support them. Because they're going to need a lot of our support. On to lighter news, I did want to catch something that, I, that our hosts were talking about. The uh, ending to Arthur, where they just sort of like flash forward. Uh, and I just, I was tickled when I saw that uh, DW, little sister to Arthur, uh, known and oh, like well-renowned tattletale, uh, ended up being a cop. So, police officer DW, and I, I thought that was just a really, uh, really fun thing to, to notice. The next topic on straight talk is not actually that straight. Well... It's, it hasn't been that straight in recent years. I suppose from the 80s to the early 2000s, it was a very straight topic. And that, of course, in a weird tangent, because this is going to tie into uh, potentially the next uh, recap show that our hoster, or that this podcast is going to go over, The Legends of Vox Machina. And to talk about the animated show on Amazon Prime right now, 
you have to talk about Dungeons and Dragons, the tabletop role-playing game from the 80s that dominated sort of the straight white culture. Not dominated. It's not. Straight white men dominated the tabletop RPG culture is is what I mean to say. Like, when you think of, close your eyes and imagine in your head uh, the person sitting at a table with a 20-sided dice rolling it and saying that they want to stab a dragon. And is that person diverse in any meaningful way? And the answer, I mean, if, you, if you're answering from your experience in the last couple of years, you're, it's probably yes, because in the last couple of years, uh, it's, there's been an explosion of uh, diversity and lots of people entering the space. And that's great. That's absolutely wonderful. Clock it back to 2015, uh, Critical Role is a actual play D&D show that uh, started a, several uh, voice actors um, from different uh, cartoons and video games got together and uh, they just had a, a home game that they were playing and they decided to start streaming it uh, <clears throat> and it got really popular and anyone you know has tried to get you into it there's probably a reason it's the reason I never got into it until a couple months ago is that their little little campaign is like 600 episodes long and they're all five hour episodes each so it's really hard to get into like it's incredibly daunting there's just so much content to do for me personally a couple months ago they started a new thing and i started watching that so like now i'm a fan late, late a late coming fan to both the tabletop rgb's R, rgb the tabletop rpg surprise surprise and uh, the actual play show, which they all had a uh, Kickstarter campaign that they worked really hard on to get just an animated like web series. Um, and it got picked up by Amazon and there's like 12 episodes there, half hour each. And it's way back from the like 2015 uh, campaign. So it's like, if you never got into it and you have friends and people in your life are always like, oh man, I can't wait to listen to the new five-hour episode of Critical Role. I can't wait to see what they what if they if they roll a six on a on a dice. Ooh, uh, if you have friends like that, because I I have always had friends like that, so really since 2015. We're like, oh, you should watch Critical Role. I'm like, oh, how many episodes is it? And they're like, oh, it's you know, we're on episode 211. And I'm like, oh, I I can't. That's what's 211 times five, like. 1055 that's too many hours i don't i can't like i am not somebody who casually watches things if i'm gonna watch a thing i'm gonna watch it in the most intense way possible which is a very relatable thing for this podcast so i couldn't do it but the show the legends of Maxima machina on amazon prime video 20 minute episodes starts right at the beginning good for a general audience i really enjoyed it gotta recommend it and that's that's all i gotta say about that all right, straight topics, straight topics, straight topics. Gosh, there's not not a lot of straight hetero testosterone fueled things happened this week. Um, if you've got you know an uncle or a nephew or someone close that's been anticipating uh, a certain video game that you may have forgotten the name of uh, out soon, it's called Elden Ring. And uh, just remember to nod and smile as they talk about it, when they talk about uh, what they did and how difficult it was, uh, you can say things like, 
oh, wow, I heard that took some people hours or that's super impressive. Um, and it'll get you right through that conversation. This is a gift from me to you, our listeners, on dealing with uh, game-obsessed people in your life. You're welcome. Also, it comes out today and I'm excited about it. Straight talk, straight talk. Okay, there's got to be some other straight news, right? I'm really scraping. Like, I'm, I'm, re- I'm avoiding the big thing because, like, I don't feel comfortable talking about it because and i honestly if you if you live anywhere in the world you've probably heard enough about the prospect of global war so we're skipping that <laughs> ah of course world renowned international superstar weird al yankovic is uh, producing a biopic um, I don't, I don't know if it's actually called Weird, the Al Yankovic story, or if that's just the funnier die sketch from like eight years ago that's finally coming true that I thought I dreamed, and it's like I, it's like I wished on a genie. I'm a huge Weird Al fan, um, and they got Daniel Radcliffe is playing young, young Al Yankovic, and like every day he's tweeting like pictures from behind the scenes, uh, while they're in production and. Uh, there's a picture of of Daniel Radcliffe as uh, Weird Al, which honestly, you take any uh, white guy, put him in a curly wig and a Hawaiian shirt and gl- big old glasses, and like, I, I, gosh, Weird Al cosplay is like the easiest thing. I mean, uh, those that year, like even Paul Rudd did it. It's like super. If you ever need a Halloween costume idea and you're a straight dude, get a curly wig, have have a woman help you if you can't find one. Uh, get a Hawaiian shirt. You should have no trouble with this. Uh, and big old glasses from like Goodwill or like a thrift shop or, uh, your grandmother or grandfather. Um, take out the lenses if they're like bothering you. And then boom, you got your, you are weird out. And maybe if you're really committed, you'll find an accordion, but that can be a little pricey. Maybe you can find like a child's or toy accordion. Boom. Easy easy halloween costume easy uh musicians day costume if you have like a spirit week if you're like a teacher and you gotta you gotta dress as like a like a music person or something anything really or if you're just casually strutting around like i if i had that fit and i just wanted to relax at home i'd probably wear that hawaiian shirt wig glasses yeah that's that sounds about right no release date yet or trailer or anything. It's basically just the announcements and behind the scenes photos and uh, the joy of me radiating from my lips through the microphone to your ears through this podcast in anticipation of the Weird Al Yankovic biopic. Like I am, I am, I am, I am so excited. Anyway, that's uh, that's probably all this week. I mean, I don't want to. It's uh, you want you don't want you don't want to do too much straight talk. We'll get back to your regular scheduled uh, non-straight programming right now. Straight talk. Straight talk. Straight talk. Straight talk. It's mostly politics. Wow, that was way more heterosexualness than I needed in my day. I'm immune to straight. <laughs> Except for me, baby. Oh, you hella gay too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
you basically queer. <laughs> I mean, I'm not going to argue it. Um, hey, JJ. Did you watch the uh, thrilling start of The Nanny Season 4? Not going to lie, I was, I'm kind of disappointed. Because <laughs> they just retconned that whole shit and he was like, I take it back. Um, it's a big thing that happened. Do you know how long I've been sitting on that? Because <laughs> you're like, man, it's going to happen soon. I was like, mm, it's going to happen. And then it's going to take it back. It's a whole thing. He takes <sighs> it back almost immediately. <laughs> like literally, like, he like gets off... They like get, isn't it basically like they get off of the plane? And he's like, uh, or no, they're, I think they're back at the at the mansion. When, and then he's like, oh, about all that. I think they're walking up to yeah, the Yeah, they're literally like in like the foyer, but about to walk yeah. in. And he's like, so, so about, about that, that thing. Uh, and she's like, nah. <laughs> yeah, of course. It's fine. It's fine. It's yeah. fine. Well, of course she's upset because yeah. anybody would be. Absolutely. That's, that's, that's real shitty. It is. I've, so here's the thing. I thought we were going to die. And I shouldn't have said that. It's not appropriate. And you're like, but it is. It's You absolutely should have. How dare you take it back? So we're at a point where he takes it back. And um, that that whole bit gets a payoff again, I think, somewhere next season. And you're going to see it again. And you're going to be like, <laughs> and it'll be fine. But for now. Yeah, but he totally fucking takes it back, and I'm like, boo, and Fran's always is clearly like upset, and so she she does exactly what any self-respecting female in a '90s sitcom does, and goes on dates, and goes on, um, and she actually goes on a she ends up finding um, a blind man. Oh, it's because Cece Cece fucks with her brain and is like, well, it's only because you're hot. He's only interested in you because right. you're he's only strings. He only keeps you around because you're pretty to look at and he doesn't take you seriously and that's all you are to him. And she's like, nah, I'm here because I'm actually, like, he it respects my opinion and I'm, you know, I I do my job very well and blah, blah, blah. And then she go like, she's like, I'll prove it. I'm going to date a man who's blind. And I controversial, love that. yet brave. Brave. Uh, 90s Jason Alexander is actually really attractive. Oh, yeah. No, he, he, he at one point was not a bad-looking man. He's like, not, like, I always remember him as being, like, really goofy George Costanza. Yeah. On Seinfeld. And, no, he looked good in this episode. But, like, in this episode, he was actually, like, really debonair and, like, really charming. It's because he, yeah, because he wasn't acting a fool. Because he, he was wasn't actually... acting a fool. And I was like, oh, okay. Okay. Like, George Costanza could totally get it. <laughs> I know, and it's great, though, is because he's everything that Fran should want in a man. And then he, like, just flat out dumps her because she's like, you're using me. And you're like, yeah, yeah you get it, Jason Alexander. You that makes right. sense, yeah. She, he, she is totally using you, and you should not have to stand for that. The only problem is, didn't he, doesn't he, like, get into a car? He, like, gets run over immediately after he, like... I, he, there's a moment where he, like dumps her and then like I think he walks across this walks goes to walk across the street and then he gets hit by a car or something oh or yeah and something, abs- and something absurd happens something absurd happens and you're just like oh my god because to play off of the fact that he was blind um but th- I will say that the end of the episode was a little bit um, 
a more of a cock tease because it's just like okay, they're just this is just a never ending edge session, but like uh, you know they Maxwell and Fran end up like kind of reconciling, and he's like, no, you know I I actually do care about you and. Uh, I, I couldn't imagine my our you know our lives without you and she's like yeah I know blah 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 and so he's like friends friends and she's like yeah sure but then they start making out and I'm like this can't end well for them how this, dare you do this how to do you show. Do it. but yeah no I think that's the biggest uh, yeah it's just absurd it's absurdity I love it I love it so yeah. much it's so stupid um, so it's that it's the classic will they won't they, uh, and it's season. F- well, this is the beginning of season four of yeah. six, I believe. So yeah. they're uh, running out of time. They're to running get out of time to get to do all the stuff. So, but yeah, that's how the season opens. The next, I think, the next episode was another kind of like just silly episode about Brighton trying to like prove that. Like, uh, he, like, gets a bad grade in, like, a science test or something, and, um, <coughs> excuse me, and then, like, uh, Maxim wants to ship him off to boarding school or military school or something, and, uh, I forget why, but he doesn't want Fran to help him in any way because he needs to, like, f- figure it out how to do it himself, Kind of thing. He needs he's to, a mopey teenager. Yeah, he's a mopey teenager that needs to, like, figure out on his own and, like, be self-sufficient. And so he orders Fran to, like, not help him figure out how to get his grade better in science. And so she's like, okay, fine, I won't. But, you know, she does. Of course. Of course. Because she's, that's, she's a good maternal figure. Yeah, that's what a good maternal figure would do, is help her child. Her child. Uh, and some silliness occurs with, like, bird's eggs and... Uh, he ends up uh, Maxwell ends up like thinking that he like somehow ruined uh, ruined Brighton's project but Fran had already like got him an extension on the project unbeknownst to Maxwell so she's like okay yeah I'll, she just let him believe that he ruined it I guess and so she's like I'll fix it oh don't worry I got it I got it I'll fix it um it was just a silly, another silly episode of silly 90s com- uh, sitcom tomfoolery, so. It was a nice kind of, like, chill moment after, like, the edging that <laughs> the writers gave us the first episode of the season, so you're like, okay, fine. Well, because that, that, like that was the hook to keep you watching. <laughs> yeah. Um, well, they won't, they. They didn't, so. But maybe again? You have to keep watching. So. And watch you will. And watch I will because it's a fun show. It's a fun show, and you're committed to the bit. <laughs> God damn it, to the bitter end. Um, and on that note, we're gonna take a break. <laughs> oh my. Oh, sorry, that's straight talk. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God, I cannot with the housing market right now, Joanna. Have I not told you about Capital Realty Center? Oh, the premier realty group that supported and succeeded throughout the California landscape? Now I remember. If that's what you're looking for, call Kathy Johnson at 916-606-0687 to win that next bid. That's Kathy Johnson with Capital Realty Center at 916-606-0687. License number 02021378. <laughs> 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 <laughs>
We're back. Hello. That was the, uh, uh, what was it, the weird newscasters theme from, uh, whose line is it anyways? Bum, 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 bum. And then they, uh, they do the weird newscasters oh my God. on his line. I've been watching a little bit that of his line every back. once in a while. That is a deep cut. You're welcome. All of those episodes are on uh, HBO Max. You're welcome. The ones, the oh, the song I remember vividly is always the 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 I D D I D D I D D I. Oh, the Irish Shakey song. Yeah, the Irish Shakey song. Oh, I the hoedown is permanently stuck in my brain. Bum 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 bum. Uh. Hoedown. Oh, hoedown. I love hoedown. I love it all. Ah, his line. Ah, ah. Uh, let's talk about some trailers of some let's things that are coming up. Let's talk about some trailers because there's a whole lot we didn't get over to do. And we cut a bunch anyway because not all of them were that interesting. Um, and we added more since last week. <laughs> Shisa. <laughs> Sorry. JJ's throwing his shit on the floor like the angry straight man. I, I know, right? God damn that straight talk. <laughs> Got my testosterone all bubbling. <laughs> damn you, Jonathan. Ah, turning you into a raging heterosexual. Uh, heterosexual. Ah. ah, I'm fearful for Speaking my of life. Raging heterosexuals. Oh, cr- <laughs> oh, that transition. Ooh, crunch, crunch, munch, munch. <laughs> oh, I can't stand you. Um, but ah. accurate. <laughs> So Jurassic Park World, uh, World Dominion uh, dropped a. I love how you still tried to call it Jurassic Park because it's Jurassic not Jurassic Park, is... Park. It's Jurassic World. God damn it! It's still Jurassic Park in my mind. Well, no, because Jurassic Park was the good one. But they have the actors coming back. That's exciting. That is exciting, but I feel like even they can't save this sinking ship. I mean, shit. It's, it's this, it does not look good. This it looks bonkers, y'all. <laughs> like it is. It looks bad. The, What's it called when jumping the shark? Jumping I think the they shark. are jumping the shark dinosaur in this case. Cause... I think they, I think they jumped the shark dinosaur last last movie, where yeah. they had the PETA commercial with all the dinosaurs. You mean dying? the, the hour long PETA commercial that started the movie that Shane refuses to this day to watch because it's too it's too, too bad. It's too Sarah McLaughlin. <laughs> yeah, no, and. Yeah, no, it's and then they had like the the dinosaur girl like save the dinosaurs. Because she's, like, part dinosaur clone? Yeah, she, like, uh, I think her... I don't know. It's the same technology that they used to clone the dinosaurs as what they used to clone his daughter. And that's what the little girl was. And so she's actually... She thought she was, like, the granddaughter the whole time, but she's actually a clone of the daughter. And so she's like, oh, I'm just a clone. How neat for me. So there's that And now she's like... I'm just a clone, like these dinosaurs. They, we all matter. Save the dinosaurs. We're all gonna live together and harmoniously as one. And you're like, but Dad, dumb. <laughs> Humans and dinosaurs can't can't do uh, that. Dad, not gonna work. Dad's not gonna work. We've seen countless movies. Did you not see work. the first few movies? Did you not see the movie that you were in? <laughs> It bad. Did you not see any of the? Uh, it was all bad. So we'll see. Woo. This is but, but, bonkers. But it looks bad. But we'll still watch it. We'll still watch it because because sure. we get to see um, Doctor Grant and um, uh, Laura Dern. <laughs> Laura Dern. I forget. I always forget her. Statler. Or is that the? Is that the Muppet? I was going to say, Statler's the Muppet who hangs out with Waldorf in the, the, the theater. I know it starts with an S. It could be Statler. It's Adley, it's, her name is Ellie Sadler? Statler? 
saddlebags. <laughs> That's really rude. I'm sorry. How dare you? Hold on. There she is. That's her picture. Sattler. Sattler. I was so close. Was I was so, close. so damn close. But yeah. I was gonna say, this, this is Laura Dern. Laura Dern, Dern is Sam Mueller back. And um, and we know that homeboy Jeff Goldblum uh, is going to be in it. Jeff Goldblum. Um, so, like, I'm excited to see them, but I'm also, again, I'm like, it's a sinking this... ship that they cannot save. Did you notice that we did not see much of Bryce Dallas Howard or um, Macho to... Man Randy Savage? <laughs> oh, sweet mother of Christ. No, there was, a, there was a pretty good amount of footage of what's, of, uh, Chris you know. Pratt. It took me a hot minute to remember yeah. his name. I was like, you know, that one dude. Yeah, because there's moments where he did the, the whole, like, I'm going to telepathically speak to dinosaurs. Because of the power that I have now. And, like, he was on a motorcycle trying to do the same shit. And then he was on a helicopter trying to do the same shit. So I'm like... Well, and they both had the... Him and Sam Neill had the moment where they both said the same thing. Oh, they both except, said that, like... Except for Sam Neill says it first, and he says it, like, a half step behind him, and it's like, oh, no, you, you don't copy him. You're not worthy. You inferior copy you. No. But, um, yeah, no, it's a bad movie that looks like it's coming out. So um, it's coming out in June 10th. Yeah, so it's in time for summer blockbusters. It'll probably make all of the money. So, I mean, congrats. Good for you. Um, July 22nd. Oh. Sorry. You're like, oh, yeah, that's just a trailer link. Um, <clears throat> the new movie by Jordan Peele, nope, is coming out. Um, because it is believed that Jordan Peele is just trying to tell a story with just the movie titles. Get out. Get out. Us? Us? Nope. Nope. <laughs> so far, so far, it's working. It's worked um, so far. And this one looks like it's gonna be about aliens. It looks like it's gonna be about aliens. Um, Kiki, Kiki Palmer Pal- is giving me life in this trailer. Uh, Kiki Palmer's in it. Uh, Daniel something or another, whose name I never can remember how to pronounce. Is the the guy from Get Out? Yeah. Kalua. Kalua, like the. Uh, That's like how the, I remember it. Like the liquor. Yeah. Uh, he's gonna be in it. Um, Stephen Young from uh, yeah. Walking Dead, who voiced Homeboy in Invincible. Mm-hmm. He voiced Invincible. Yeah. Yeah, that homeboy. That homeboy. Uh, um, other and um, and other people. And other people. Those are the only three I can remember from the from the trailer. But um, yeah, but it's it, it looks bonkers. It's but uh, like in the best way. It looks like. I'm definitely interested. I really, I liked Us. I liked Get Out. Yeah, so for me, like, Get Out was the best one out of um, out of the two, right? Get Out was amazing. It was like, we weren't ready for that. That, like, had a purpose. It told a story. It had a message, and it was great. Us was like, now we're going to have a little bit of a message, but we're going to just kind of do, like, a straight horror comedy, and we're going to lean into that. And you know what? It was good. It was great. I love it. I feel like this one is doing both a little stronger from what I can tell. And I'm here for that. Yeah, there and seems I, to be it, some I, really, like, scary moments. There looks to be, like, yeah, I mean, it leans into, like, the legit, like, oh, I'm going to piss my pants. But it's going to be from being scared, and then I'm going to start laughing. Because some of it looks banana boats, and I'm here for that also. Yeah. And I'm like, you know what, Jordan Peele? You just keep doing you, boo-boo. I'm so glad that I remember... The first time I saw Jordan Peele on my television, 
What's Mad TV? <laughs> Him and uh, Keegan Michael Key, who, yeah. who both went on to do a duo. Uh, be Key and Peel. Be Key and Peel on, I think it was Comedy Central. Comedy Central. Yeah. I think it was first for a while. It was just like a, like almost like a YouTube like. Or like I don't doubt that, yeah. And then it was like they had a Comedy Central thing, and then. But he, I think they, I think they both were on Mad TV for, a for a, for a couple seasons, or at least a, a, like towards the later, yeah, later part of Mad TV's life. Because I definitely remember seeing, uh, 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 Jordan Peele on. That's amazing. Mad TV. I love and so that. I'm like, I love that. Go for, for them. good for him. Like going from, arguably. Uh, a pretty low budget, like late night comedy, kind of like SNL type show, to like straight up blockbuster, award winning blockbuster, like horror. Like good for you, bro. Like right? awesome. I love that. No, I think it's great. I think it's fabulous. I think. I'm excited to see, we probably will get a better trailer, because, I mean, it's already a two-minute trailer, but it doesn't really give you a whole lot of plot, yeah. it, which is what makes it, I think, the teaser. I think we'll get a full trailer, like, like a real, like, good trailer later. Yeah, because it's not, it's not in theaters until, like, July. Yeah, no, it's, it's, it's a week got a hot minute. So I think we'll get a better trailer later on, but I was still like, mm, we like him. Let's talk more about him. Yeah. Okay. So I'm going to skip the next big one that we have, because we're going to talk about that one last, because we'll talk about that one for day days. Um, we are going to talk about, though, uh, Stranger Things. Stranger Things is finally getting... <clears throat> uh, season four has been given uh, a, a release date, and it's a two-part release date. We're getting two volumes of... Uh, of content, I think the first I want to say eight episodes. I think they mentioned that could have been a made-up number. I've just plopped out of my ass. Um, <laughs> but the first volume of which is going to be uh, heading out the end of May, May twenty seventh, and then shortly after. Um, I don't see a number at all. So I think you just made up a number because it said eight. I could have sworn it was like eight or something. Well, I mean, usually uh, Netflix shows are usually anywhere between 10 and 13 episodes. So, may, uh, so maybe not eight. Yeah. Or maybe it was just because I saw 800 pages of script. Yeah. I don't know. But anyhow, part two gets released in July. Um, <clears throat> so that's kind of fun that we're getting a two-part a two part season four uh, release. Um, this is supposed to be like one of the biggest um, like seasons of the show. Obviously, it's getting two two parts. Yeah, and I think that they're they're trying to start wrapping it up because these kids are really becoming not children anymore. <laughs> right, and I think they've I think they've uh, I want to say they say they're saying that season six is their last last season. So yeah, hopefully they've already filmed a lot of five. Then, like, I mean, my hope is that they're like filming a lot of this back to back because these kids would like to be able to have lives. <laughs> but um, my favorite, like, to like one of the earlier trailer reactions to this coming up season was I was watching. I don't again. I don't remember which channel it was. It's either Real Rejects or Previewed, and they're like, "Man, it's too bad they didn't show a lot of Lucas." In this, and they're like, "What are you talking about? He's right there." And he goes, "That's Lucas. He looks like a man." <laughs> <laughs> right. 
Um, which I was like hysterical. Yeah, Accurate. Millie Bobby Brown. Hysterical. She's eighteen now. Well, fuck me sideways. Yeah, she's like she's an adult, and it's fucking gross how the internet was like counting down the days that this this child this became... chill this straight child turned legal because people are gross. People are gross. You know, she can go talk to Emma Watson about it because they were sexualizing mm-hmm. her too young too. Yeah, I mean. Any Hollywood uh, young uh, starlet, it always, they're like, we, we can't wait until you're 18 because we can start. We can masturbate, we can, we, we can masturbate to you without feeling bad about it. Without, without it being potentially illegal. No, I remember when, uh, I think when Daniel Radcliffe went to do Equus because mm. he does it he's naked and they're like, Oh, well, how do you feel about people seeing you as, like, a man now because of blah, blah, blah? And he's like, I mean, it's whatever. I can talk to Emma Watson. They've been to make sexu- over-sexualizing her for years. <laughs> like, yeah. I am fine with it. I wish they'd stop doing it to her. Right. But cool. So, but, yeah, no, I'm excited. I really enjoy Stranger Things, and we'll definitely talk about it here on the pod when oh, for it sure. drops. <laughs> it may be, like... We will probably not do the weekly thing because we are greedy, greedy bottoms. Oh yeah, um, we'll probably just binge the whole thing and be like, "The fuck!" <laughs> so let's sit down and talk about the first half of the season because we watched it yesterday. <laughs> um, work. Um, because we'll definitely do that. And then, um, oh, we got one. We got one more before our big one. We gotta talk about Elvis. Yeah, Elvis. King of Rock and Roll is getting a biopic um, directed by our homeboy Baz Luhrmann. Yes. Of, uh, of Moulin Rouge fame. I love Baz. I'm glad he's doing this. Yeah. And so, um, who's I'm trying to remember who plays. Austin Butler. I don't know who that person is. I don't either, but he looks real good. Like, he looked real good. He looks good. Like, he is Elvis there. Yeah. So, I'm... Uh, Hoping he does he does uh, our our boy some justice, but um, but yeah, this uh oh he was the one who played Elvis in Once Upon a Time in Hollywood because he did look good in that movie. Okay, that makes I, I mean, sense. I didn't see that movie. Oh, I saw it. It was bad. I hated it. <laughs> <laughs> Everybody I saw it with loved it, but I hated it. It was it was so pretentious. Oh, but it's Tarantino. You expect it to be pretentious. But I mean, I like, will say one of my favorite movies of all time is a, is a Tarantino joint. Yeah, but that was back when he was a little less pretentious. Like, I would argue he's always been kind of pretentious. I, I said a little less. <laughs> I didn't say not pretentious. I specifically said a little less. Now he's just massively pretentious. But, um, yeah, Elvis biopic. Like, he looks good. It sounds interesting enough. Um... Uh, I don't know. Did I see Harry Styles? I think he, if I remember correctly, I think he's supposed to be in here. They play random, like a bunch of like big names are playing like young, like uh, musicians. No, but, oh, are they? Because I thought these are all the people that wanted to be Elvis and then were he beat out. There's other ones. Because uh, Harry Styles was one of the people who auditioned to be Elvis. Oh, uh, there was a whole list of like um, somebody's playing like. Ella Fitzgerald and uh, yes, Harry Styles. <laughs> Harry Styles is a Harry, Ella, Ella Fitzgerald. Fitzgerald. Maybe it was a different 
maybe it was a different article, but I, there was like a whole list of all these like big uh, big names playing uh, like famous uh, musicians in the movie. So I was like, oh, okay, that would be kind of cool. So I don't know. Looks fun. It's coming out in June. I'll probably watch it with my aunt because she does love herself some Elvis. I think that'd be cool to watch. Uh, Tom Hanks is in it though. He's playing the uh, manager, Colonel Tom Parker. Dash cool. Okay, this is all just filler so we can talk about Multiverse of Madness. <laughs> okay, we talked about the other shit. All the other garbage trash that's coming out. <laughs> Whoa. Who's pretentious? <laughs> Me, because Sam Raimi is making a film that's not Spider-Man, and I'm ecstatic about it. Because it's going to be great. Because that last trailer was bonkers. <laughs> Because, all right, let's just start with the biggest thing that happened. Because last week when I played the trailer for JJ, I was like, now listen to that voice. And we went, stop. All right, reverse. Play it again. Stop, reverse. Play it again. Was that? No. Play it again. No. Play it again. Was that fucking Patrick Stewart? I was like, that was fucking Patrick Stewart. Although Patrick Stewart is claiming that that might not have been him. (laughs) Because he's the werewolf now. I mean... That might not have been him. He was just watching American football. Um, That's all he cared about. Of course. I heard lots of tell that there was, like, things and people asking me about it, but I was like, I don't know what you're talking about. And then I went back to watching my football game and went to bed. I was like, oh, Patrick Stewart, you're so cute when you're playing dumb. Because this is, like, there's more hardcore evidence that you are in this movie than Andrew Garfield was in. Exactly, and we knew that Andrew Garfield was like dodging fucking landmines, the way that he 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 might as well have won Dancing with the Stars with his performance of trying, dodging all those spoilers for No Way Home. I mean, he dodged them so well that he earned himself an Oscar nomination for Tick Tick Boom. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I think they just felt bad. For, no, I mean, one he was brilliant in Tick Tick Boom, but I feel that was not a shit movie that I was expecting to get any actual Oscar nominations uh. because you know I liked it. <laughs> I like, like it, oh, therefore he gets nothing. Like it too? Whoa. <laughs> and, and musical gasp. But uh, <laughs> neither here nor there. Um, Patrick yeah. Stewart is in this fucking movie. And it's... Which makes me excited because I've been waiting for X-Men to be in some Marvel movies for the longest time. And this is... I mean, Patrick Stewart most famously played Dr. X in the Professor X? <laughs> he was Dr. X in... Uh, they called him Dr. X too. But sure, yes, Professor X. Um, Charles Xavier, so excited. <laughs> such excite. So, and I love the X-Men. Uh, X-Men has been my like favorite superhero comic book things of all time. Grew up with the 90s show, the super campy 90s show, which is getting a reboot, apparently. No, it's getting a continuation. Continuation, correct. Yeah, it's supposed to happen, like, it's supposed Soon. to take place, like, what, like just immediately after the, the the last episode, it's supposed to pick up where the where the season yeah. left off, and continue on, and it's supposed to be still done in the animation style of the '90s X Men. I mean, if this Along is a, this with, is like thinly veiled fan service right now. Along so with a lot of the original voice actors coming back to reprise their roles, um, all of which makes me excited. 
because it's Photoshop. so fucking good. Like, every once in a while when I finally have time to, like, not watch things for this, I'll just throw on some X-Men on in the background. Oh, yeah. And go... Oh my god, that the opening theme gets me hype. <laughs> um, but like we have zero real actual plot, anything for the, like this trailer was bananas and it was wonderful. And I'm like, what's this movie about? I don't fucking know, but it looks cool. Yeah, like we see uh, the Scarlet Witch and she's like both, oh, you seem really pleasant, and now she's like really angry and potentially the villain. Vi- the villain. The villain, a villain. We see a multiple villain. Wandas. We see like mm-hmm. three different Wandas, and I'm like, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, we also get America Chavez, who's played by uh, Sochi Gomez, who um, I'm excited about because my t- like 12-year-old self was really into the Babysitter's Club. I read all the books, and Netflix like did a Babysitter's Club series, and in the first season of the Babysitter's Club, I've watched both. And they are delightful. Watch it. It's great. Um, Sochi Gomez plays Don Schaefer in the first season. Mm. And then she got replaced, probably because she decided she was going to go be a super mega star and go be in a Marvel movie. And I'm Work like, you know does. what, girl? Work. Um, so I'm excited for her to be able to be uh, America Chavez, um, who is able to, I think she can kick star portals into other like into the multiverse yeah, and is able like to that. jump. She's able to like star portal through her kicks into different dimensions. Yeah, something like that. I am not I want to say that's what I'm familiar with the with the character, but from the from the trailers and from what I've sort of kind of gathered very, from nerd culture. Uh and just like skimming yeah, articles like, and stuff. Skimming descriptions of this character. She she has some abilities to like teleport into and out of the multiverse like dimensions and things like that so um and then also um our favorite uh benedict cucumber he is um benedict cumberbund so cucumber is playing like four different versions of himself as well i'm sure we like we've only seen a handful of them in here but there is definitely uh because the super bowl trailer or like 30 second teaser showed zombie Doctor Strange and Zombie Wanda from What If. Um, and apparently, on one of the breakdowns I saw in New Rockstar, one of the times when they're like kicking through and jumping through like portals and doing shit, you see a cartoon background. So they might be like, they like are jumping through like cartoon world, and maybe that's where we pull in our zombies from. Uh, because don't forget, Marvel Zombies has its own show that was announced on in uh, Disney Plus Day. So. We got Mar- we got Marvels, we got zombies, and I'm so hyped. And May cannot come soon enough. Yeah, all the things are coming out in May. We're gonna be so busy in May. Good lord, we don't, we don't know what to do with ourselves. We have to take a day off just so we can watch all the content. For real. Like, I'm sorry, I can't come to work today. <laughs> Why? Um, I have a lot of movies and TV <laughs> to watch today. I'm a podcaster. <laughs> I'm an important uh, podcast influencer. <laughs> And I need to watch all this pop culture trash to uh, talk to the twelves of people that listen to our podcast. Um, fourteens of people. The fourteens of people. We're moving up in the world. Welcome. <laughs> well, I think of as far as like regular. I think like regular audience was. Hold on, I'm pulling this up right now. Our estimated audience is fourteen. If I look at our analytics. 
Oh, I think it shows up better on this, the, the bigger pooper, which I don't have out right now. That's fine. I think we have, like, things. But we're at 1,400 people. 1,400 streams. Bazinga. Right? And um, people listen to what we have to say. Therefore, we have to be on top of it. So yeah. we're going to watch a lot of shit in May for you. You're welcome. We are probably going to watch all of it anyway, I mean, but, it's but this makes JJ watch it at a reasonable <laughs> time, so I have someone to talk to you about it with. But but I'm so excited for Multiverse and For Madness. all the things. All the things. All the small things. All the small things. They're not small things. These are giant. These are giant, giant, massive things that are so exciting. Oh, piss buttons. Um, Is we going to? Pull her out. Well, I think we made it to the end, y'all. We did. Yeah. We're thanks here. For, thanks for listening to Nobody Asked Our Opinion. You can send us an email with any and all of your opinions at nobodyaskedouropinion at gmail.com. Follow us on the Instagrams and the Twit Talks at Nobody Asked Our Opinion. Uh, you can also uh, listen to us on YouTube. Just search Nobody Asked Our Opinion Podcast and you can find it. Follow Joanna at Joey Snow two thousand six. You can follow me at Piano Man underscore zero five. Please uh, follow our unpaid intern who is now local, y'all. Pew, 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 pew. Bow, bow, bow. At the third rule, creative. Send her some love and welcome her back to California where she belongs. Woot woot! And our producer Jonathan at Jelly Sound. <clears throat> please rate us leave us a review do all the things to get our podcast in other people's ears so tell your friends your family your dogs your neighbor's dogs your tell your friends neighbors. tell your wives tell your friends tell your wives do it all do all the things to help it helps our podcast like get bigger and so we can make monies so we can pay our poor people poor it, workers more than like a quarter <laughs> Keep growing and growing